Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, Olympic-like recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever because we're going to celebrate a bronze medal winner today. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> Are we ever? I think that's what I texted you. Did yes. I text that to you? Yes, you texted that to me, and I was like, "Oh, that I'm going to work that in. That's yes. all I'm going to bring up." Is oh, uh, so like for the so I I I don't always get to catch it in real time. I was able to catch it pretty quickly this week, which was nice. Um, and I just couldn't believe what I saw unfolding in front of me. I really couldn't, um, and I still kind of can't. I. Uh, I mean, listen, listen, we, we said we didn't know what was going to happen going into this episode. No. And coming out of it, I'm like, I guess this makes the most sense, but at the same time, what a profoundly just stupid, silly experience. And I would not have it any other way. Thank you, bachelor. Yeah. I mean, it was like a little disappointing. I gotta say, um, but okay. So I'm going to say what I thought was going to, well, there were two things I thought was going to happen. One, mm-hmm. which I thought was going to be for sure what was going to happen and not wishful thinking or not like, you know, I thought she's going to end up with no one and we'll get a little update about how she's doing and maybe talk a little about, about those, you know, thirst trap photos and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that would be a nice ending and, uh, I wouldn't be so bad. And maybe, Hey, Katie's going on paradise even. Oh, interesting. A twist. Um, but we didn't have that instead. Well, and the other thing I thought might happen is that, yeah, somehow it would still be Michael at the end. Cause that was my, like, I really want to believe that that could happen, especially Mm -hmm. because she was so devastated, you know? Oh, sure. She was like, Michael, like, and they start kind of that way too. Like, Michael's gone. Greg's gone. What am I going to do? You know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like they were teeing it up to be like, one of them is coming back. But no, neither one of them came back. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was like, okay, well, then it's either going to be Blake or nobody. I'm so sorry, Justin. I'm so (laughs) sorry. But we all knew it wasn't going to be you because that would also just be too good. And... I mean, you deserve better. I, well, not that not that Katie's not good. I think Katie's good, but he deserves better than someone who is clearly not interested in him is what I'm saying. <laughs> Which, I mean, okay, to be fair, so, so the men are faced with this dilemma. They find out that Katie's like upset. Greg went home and she was like, I'm leaving. Okay, JK, I'm going to stay and see this out. And then they have to decide do you feel like it makes sense for you to stay? And if I was them, I would be like, no, I'm leaving. Like if you're that devastated that that you didn't want to keep going and then you decided to stay anyway, I'm not a consolation prize. I'm leaving. Yep. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah. That's how I would have been in this situation. And from what we see, it doesn't look like Katie and Justin have much of a relationship, but they said, and I believe them, that they had moments that weren't captured on camera and a lot, because it was like confusing to us. Like, how'd he get this far? Did she just forget? And mm-hmm. just went, oh, Justin, yeah, you, I guess you, yeah, stay another week, you know? So 
I totally believe that if you're getting to the final four, final three, that there was progress that we didn't see. And then he just kind of happened into the number two spot by default. But I think we all know that if hometowns had gone the quote unquote normal way, maybe he would have been the first to go there. So it's just kind of an interesting season. He was like, remember, who's I got Brendan or whatever from Tasha season where I was like, why is he still here? And they had like some stuff in common because like they were both divorced or whatever. You ever wonder like if, if they, maybe they just keep someone around just as like, you know what? This person is, is inoffensive and I can't think of a good reason to get rid of them, but it'll feel good if I get down to the end and I can cut somebody without having a deep emotional attachment to them. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like it's gotta be something like that. Cause I feel like in every final four, there's that one person that you're like, why are you here? <laughs> but yeah. okay. You know, just that it's almost like she totally forgot he was there. Well, that's what I'm saying, but I do believe them when they say that there was a lot of footage that we didn't oh, see. Yeah, because 100%. It, it makes more sense that way. Um, but yeah, the way it's edited, it's just like Justin just kind of happened there <laughs> by yeah. default. Like, oh, uh, I guess uh, Justin, yeah, you're good. So I, I just felt bad for him the whole time because he just is seems like such a great dude. I still think it's so cool how he came out in front of his past regrettable tweets and was like, hi, I'm going to address this before anybody else really does. And Mm -hmm. I just want to say that uh, I'm not like that anymore. And I was young and foolish and I'm no more things now, like most people who grow up. And so, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, like I just... I like everything about the way that he's approached everything. Um, I also, it, it was nice in these, this last episode to get to see even more of his like sense of humor and kind of like more, you know, funnier side. Cause I feel like for most of the season, he, he wasn't saying things very much. He was just reacting to things with his eyebrows, which I really did appreciate that montage. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of nice to see him do some friendlier, goofier stuff and and have a conversation with Katie as well at the end of the show. And just I feel like we got to see more of who Justin is in the last couple episodes than we did in the whole season, which is just a shame. It so, really is. It's and it's it's so sad too, because I mean, you want to talk about like a campaign for Bachelor. He's got all the formal elements there. But yeah. because of the edit he received, uh, we don't know anything about his personality. Like What's his defining personality trait? He's nice and he makes faces. That's what we've got. Yeah. Basically. And he does art. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's too bad because Andrew. Well, and but here's the thing. I do think all the Bachelor front runners are really good. So, I mean, in terms of I'm thinking about it as like Michael or Andrew. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about who else would be a front runner. Am I missing anyone? I feel like they're the two biggest ones. Yeah, Michael and Andrew. I mean, if we're, if we're going off of justice this season, that that yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah. So I would, you know, I think they both had a very strong showing, and yeah, it's just too bad because I think Justin's right up there with them in terms of like quality of person, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we just didn't get to see him a lot. So I don't know. I'm not sure if he's on Paradise. I don't remember seeing him. No, I don't think I saw him either. On there. 
Well, yeah. I, and Michael, I I don't I don't know. Michael almost he makes sense until you think about why he left, and he left right. because of his son. And I don't think that he'd go back through that process again. The only the only way he would stay is if it was like an Emily situation. Because didn't Emily get to see her kid more often? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess yeah. if, they, if they gave him like special stipulations, then he could do it. Yeah, if like the kid stayed with him and like you know he had family or friend there to like you know be the sitter or whatever, I could see him doing it. Otherwise, I don't think he would. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And also because he was like in after, or I mean, in the mental all, he was like, yeah, no, I'd still date Katie. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, that also is like a point against him because it's like usually you have to have the person say like I've moved on. So at this point, I think Andrew's probably in terms mm-hmm. of on Katie's season is in the best position to be the bachelor. So yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see what happens. And if anybody out there wants to date Katie, uh, wait six months. That's all you got to do. It'd be fine. So Blake <laughs> decides. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing that's just baffling. Blake decides, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to stay. Yeah, it's sometimes third place is actually first place if you yeah. think about it. And he's like, sure, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. My, one of my least favorite words is sure, actually. And I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show. I have a really hard time when someone responds with sure, because to me, it just always sounds like a no. <laughs> like when you say sure, you're probably, unless you're like, sure, you know, yeah, like, sure, like exclamation point, a lot okay. of enthusiasm. I'm just like, you just said no to me, but you're putting it in the form of a yes. And I think this all stems from when I was in high school, this guy asked me out and I said, sure. <laughs> and I was like, why did I say that? And then someone else talked me out of being in the relationship and I dumped him like a couple of days later. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I If you know who you are. Sorry, I'm so bro. Sorry. Um, that was rude of me. But then, but yeah, it's like ever since then, I'm like, I feel like people, when people say sure, they really mean no. And, um, but that's kind of like staying after Katie is like, I don't care about any of this stuff, but I'll, I guess I'll stay is like saying sure to that relationship. Um, but it makes sense for Blake though, because uh, the bachelorette is all he knows, you know, he's, he's gone through so many, he might as well stick it out. He's like, well, I, I'm enjoying my time here. I'll stay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because yeah, like she, she's in a weird position because two people she really cared about left. So it's like she doesn't have as much autonomy as she, she normally does. But mm-hmm. I will give her credit. I thought it was good that she was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on Blake. Well, so she, wait, I'm trying to remember the order of this. She goes on the date with Blake and then she basically was like, F it. I said, I was only going to say, I love you to one person, but that person's going to be you. And I'm going to say it and that's it. And then in order to stay true to her rules, she's like, Justin, you got to go. Cause I said the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got, you got to get out of here. That's and it. that was kind of interesting. So then I was like, all right, you're putting all your eggs in, Blake's basket. In a I, big blockhead basket. Okay. Like, all right. And so this whole, I don't know. I had a hard time watching this whole thing because Blake just seemed very not into it most of the time. And I don't know if it was just because he was nervous. I mean, let's put it this way. I'm with someone who is like, 
historically worried and noncommittal about everything until he has to make a decision at the last minute. And then he's like, that was a good decision. So I understand that way of thinking because I've, I live with that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's in my house, you know? Um, and this is the kind of person who, you know, like, uh, so we, so we bought a new house where I'm, I'm recording from our old house right now because, uh, uh, our life is not complicated enough. And, um, but we were at the new house and like, it was right before we had to put in an offer. It was the 11th hour. And he looked at me and like said the number and like went in for a high five. And I was like, what? <laughs> Want to put in an offer? Cause like until then it was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe this is too bad. I'm just not sure. And then all of a sudden he was like, let's do it. You know? And I asked mm-hmm. him the other day, I was like, do you, do you feel like we could have done any better? Do you have any regrets? And he's like, no, I love the house. I think it's great. No regret. You know, like I, I'm really glad we made the decision we did. And it's interesting because it's like the read that you get from him a lot of the time is he doesn't know what he wants to do. But then once he makes a decision, it's like, yes, this is what I want to do. So I'm saying this to be nice to Blake, that that could be the situation. He could be the kind of person who's like, just doesn't know until he makes the decision. And then once he makes the decision, he's like, yeah, I'm into it. But there's still something that just feels kind of, I don't know, odd, off, confusing about mm-hmm. their dynamic and their relationship where I don't feel the chemistry as much with them as I did, unfortunately, with Greg or with Michael or even Andrew. So I'm just like, I don't I don't get it. And yeah. I guess I'll never get it. Uh, But the whole, this whole thing was just, I don't know. I felt like the whole episode with Blake was just kind of strange to watch and kind of hard to watch. And especially when he met the family. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was rough. That was (sighs) real rough. Uh, Partially because, well, (sighs) there's, there's two things going on here. One because Blockhead Blake, while I will note, dear listeners, you, you may recall many weeks ago where I said she's just going to end up with Blake, even though she shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I know. I just had no idea you were going to be right, honestly. I, was like, I, I didn't either. It was, it was the worst I prediction. I really didn't think it was going to happen. But I anyway. hope I didn't like will that into the universe. But <laughs> anyway, <did>. uh, <laughs> old Blockhead and Katie, because he was the third choice, they never they, they haven't had any like actual relationship like logistic conversations which is hard on this show because again you know these people for like what a month six weeks maybe and then you're getting married so and you're not with them constantly so it it takes a lot of times they don't have these conversations yet but you think i guess there's a lot of boning going on during the overnight because they clearly did not have, have any conversations about serious life things and so he goes into this and they're like, well, you live in Canada and you partially live in Africa and you're kind of nomadic in your lifestyle. And she lives here in this place. So how are you going to do that? He's like, well, we haven't figured it out. Well, what's your plan? I don't know. And then Aunt Lindsay, who God bless her, um, she is just raining down fire and brimstone on him <laughs> because she is clearly you get these relatives all the time on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. They're the ones who are like, this is fucking stupid because it is. And <laughs> she's just like, just so you know, Blake, you mean nothing to us. 
Yeah, that was like, so oh. weird. Like, okay, so she reminded oh, this is actually, this just popped in my head. She kind of reminded me of, um, I worked for somebody like this uh, at like a bakery, coffee shop type of a deal. And she was just like a nightmare to work for. Like, if you went out to get a plate or, or if you went out to like deliver a plate to someone's table and you didn't come back with something in your hand, like a empty plate or a napkin or something, she would charge you a dollar. Um, yeah, she was a fucking nightmare anyway. And then, and she had a pristine kitchen, but disgruntled ex employees would call the health department on her all the time. <laughs> so we had health department visits all the time. They didn't find anything because, I mean, we were even good about like, you know, ice scoops, which no one's good about ice scoops. Nobody's we, good we, about the ice scoop. No, but we were very, the ice scoop had a designated receptacle. It was not just floating in, in the ice. Okay. Um, and so anyway, it was just kind of, it was hard because there were a lot of like scorned people who were trying to punish her. And she was trying to punish us in turn. And she said to us one day, and like the really effed up thing was like, none of us were responsible for the health department calls. We were all current employees. We didn't want the health department to be there. That cramps our style. You know, Mm -hmm. like that gets in the way. It's not like, it's not fun. And she said to us, like, every single one of you is replaceable. None of you are important. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. Way to make me feel like shit. Not shocking. Um, as soon as I got an opportunity to work somewhere else, I did. <laughs> and and one day I just said, I'm just not coming back. So <laughs> bye. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to work at uh, the local casino and it was super fun. But anyway, so that's kind of what it reminds me of is like, yeah, the, that, that kind of nightmare boss who is like every single one of you is replaceable. And it's like, do you really think you're going to get the best out of me when you approach me like that? You think I'm going to be, oh, well, I better step up my game because you're saying I'm not important. Like, that's, yeah. I, th- that's not going to do what you think it's going to do. It's just going to make that person resent you. Sure. And and he was he was even, I mean, he was taken aback. That was the thing. He was just stumbling because you got to understand, dear podcast listener, Old Aunt Lindsay, this was not her like mid conversation point. It, like Blake literally said hello, and she was like, "You are lower than dirt. You are a minuscule worm beneath my foot." Like it was just immediately just aggression and disdain, and it was funny, but probably bad for Blake. Um, she asked him about, you know, how do you plan to do this? How do you plan to do that? He didn't have answers for specifics, and then the thing she did, which. Yeah, this you want to talk about like trap questions that you cannot get out of. She's like, well, what are you going to do when things get hard? Because marriage gets fucking hard. And <laughs> first of all, that's a weird open ended question. Like, yeah, let me give you an answer that you will be content with. That is just a blanket statement that covers every single variable and potential situation. I've got one of those. No, you're going to do different shit depending on what happens in your life. That's how relationships work. But and then he completely stumbled over that and she was just not having it. She's just, I'm fucking done with this. Now her mom was a little bit more receptive, but also she, she, there was some concern there too, just about how different their lives are. And I think that, I don't know, there's almost like a better story here, a better love story. Everything here feels very clinical 
very like we have to complete the show and this is my choice and because it's my choice we are pursuing it and it's not, it doesn't feel like a whirlwind romance like it doesn't feel like oh these two independent people living completely different lives swept into each other's arms and the falling in love and all. no it's not that it's just like these it's just weird. I don't. I, I don't like, like it, Sammy. It's like, Mom, let us let us get married, okay? Just let yeah. us do Let's it. Keep going, even just though wanna... we learned later in the show that she did not tell her family that they were engaged and getting married. Ah! <sighs> I mean, everything well, is I, bad. I kind of, I kind of don't blame her because, like, I mean, I wouldn't want to deal with that aunt. She's, no, I, I wouldn't want to tell her. Either. I'm sorry, she sucks. Like, here's the thing. I think it's good to have someone who's looking out for you. Like, I feel like we've had some dads on the show who Mm -hmm. were like notoriously like firm, but also like soft and sweet where it called for, you know, like I want to say like Tasha's dad was kind of like that. There are a few dads where you're like, oh, you're just like looking out for your kid. Yeah. And you should absolutely express doubt in this process because it's a big crock of shit. So, yeah, do that, but also be happy that your daughter or son is in love, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There wasn't any of that. Because I even feel like Blake's family was, they weren't like, they were they were so much friendlier, but they were still like, okay, you know, like, are you sure? Checking in. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how you feel. Oh, wow. And then, but, and they also like treated Blake like, uh, and Katie, like adult human beings who can make their own decisions. And yeah. they're just asking them, how do you feel about it? Well, that's good. That's what matters at the end of the day is how you feel about it. So we're, you know, we're going to support your choices, which is what I think family should do. And like, do I wish that some people had said, hey, your ex is kind of a tool, like earlier, like, yeah, a core, yeah, that would have been helpful. Thank you. Uh, Could have used some outside validation. Uh, But I also understand my family being like, well, we just wanted to support you because if that was a decision you were going to make, we wanted to support you. And I'm like, well, that's really nice. But can you also like maybe tell me next time? (laughs) Yeah. If like, I don't want there to be a next time, but like if you see it happening and like, please fucking say something. So it's like, I don't know, somewhere in between that would be good, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because I think if you if you scare somebody off before they even get going and then you're like, well, that's, you know, well, we like it being alone. I'm like, well, do, do you or are you just pushing everyone so far away they're on another planet? And is that mm-hmm. really your choice or is that like trauma? Because <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's what it feels like to me. Just a thought. God. I don't know. But, but yeah, you're you're totally right here where like uh, none of this feels good. No. Nothing here feels it it all feels very clinical and strange. And you know, when we were talking uh last week about about that episode, I I think one of the things that that I was kind of hammering home is you can tell that Katie's Katie's a fan of the show and she's really into like maintaining that house harmony and also respecting the process of the bachelor and the bachelorette and like just doing things the way they're supposed to be done, uh, based on, well, I mean the rules of the show finger quotes, but also sort of the things that have been just ingrained in contestants over the years, the things that have kind of become norms over the 20 or so years. So think of Katie's season as the opposite 
of like a Claire Crowley who is just like, right. I like this one. And then just <laughs> she's blow like, the whole thing <laughs> see you later. Like, what do we do? Uh, yeah. Tasha, you free? And she's like, sure. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here it's the exact opposite. And it, for me, it, it, it kind of ruins it because I, I like Katie. I really do. And I think she's fun, but it makes me wish that she like, like get off a of Reddit, man. Like stop. I, I feel like she's reading the comments. She's looking at Twitter. Like she's, she's before she even went on the show, she was probably like big into like bachelor nation shit. She just feels like she's too into it. And because of that, like it, it, it there's no chance for spontaneity. And while right. going into this episode, I was just like, literally anything could happen. What did happen after it happened? I went, that makes perfect sense. Because, <laughs> Katie, there is no way with her dedication to, I have to see this through to the end. I have to trust the process. I have to do the Bachelorette. I have to be the Bachelorette. And what I think that means, that means you don't go home alone. You go right. home with a dude and maybe six months later you say, oh, this isn't fucking working because this guy's an idiot and he lives in sub-Saharan Africa, but you can't go home alone. So, yeah, it's interesting because I, I feel like I, yeah, I, I like Katie a lot too. And I feel like I would have had more respect for her and Blake if they decided like, I don't want to mm -hmm. do this. Yeah. And it was a lot harder to watch. Like, for example, the scene where Tasha's presenting Blake with all these Neil Lane rings. Oh my God. Why? I mean, I know why, because if you're a producer, you're like, Oh yes. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. I, I love watching a guy who rightfully is unsure if he should still be pursuing this woman, uh, going engagement ring shopping with his ex-girlfriend. Like this is just, I, I, I don't even know how to put it, but it's like this show. And, certain contestants have expressed this before. And I think it affects people differently based on, you know, how the producers decide to fuck with you. Um, how, you know, what they do, what they make you do, how they present you all these different things, but, and then your mental fortitude and how invested in the show you are. But my God, if someone did that to me, I'm going to put you on national television. You need to engagement ring shop, for a woman you've known for a month with your ex-girlfriend, I, I would have a meltdown. I cannot, I cannot even like fathom what that would be like. Yeah. It was just really, the whole thing was really strange. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I know plenty of people have second thoughts, but like I, the way they edited this, the way they shot it, it was just like, all you saw were Blake's second thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like even, even on the dates, you know, where he was like, well, this is why I was hesitant to say what I wanted to say because I felt this way. And he was like, that was what we were focusing on. We see him pacing back and forth, trying to decide with the ring, just doesn't know what to do. And then, God, that proposal scene was oh, that agonizing. <laughs> it was now horrible. I don't know if you can hear, there's thunder in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just, it was, yeah, gosh, if we lose power, it'll be interesting. Um but yeah, it was just agonizing to watch that happen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like the whole time when Katie's just like, you know, like I knew it was going to be you. I just knew it. 
You I'm absolutely like, did not know did it. Did you know this it, is, Katie? <laughs> let me tell you something. And this this had me completely floored. And again, I want to like frame this as I generally like Katie, okay? But in the span of 24 hours, based on like how I guess it could have been maybe 48, but she went from saying that her breakup with Greg was quote, the worst day of her life. Yes. To 24, 48 hours, whatever. It doesn't make a difference later saying that getting engaged to Blake was quote, the best day of my life. (laughs) How did you, what? How those two things cannot coexist. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. This is fucked up. I don't think I've had a worst day of my life and best day of my life in that quick of succession. Especially ever. when it's it's like the opposite ends of the same spectrum with like, right. you can't, like that was the worst day of your life because clearly Greg was number one and you guys broke up and you were heartbroken over it. And then to have the bronze medal winner then propose to you, <laughs> that, what, that's the best one? Also, your your dad literally died. Your dad died, Katie. I think that was a worse day. If I'm going to go ahead and like rank go moments out in your on a life. limb and just yeah. say, I think that was probably a worse day for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fucking Greg. We're not going to shed a tear over Greg. Come on. Greg it's, sucks. It's whatever. It's whatever. He's a baby who needs therapy. There's plenty of men like that who throughout your life, you will probably date and break up with. And that's whatever. They will all slide into your DMs. Yes, (laughs) they will slide into your DMs. But one thing is, Greg is dumb, and a dumb man like Greg does not deserve to be the worst day of your life. He doesn't, like, all of these things that are being heaped onto Greg, dear listeners, please remember, he does not deserve this, okay? He is too dumb and too emotionally immature (laughs) to be given the crown of master manipulator who has caused a woman to have the worst day of her life. No, he's a doofus. He's, he's just going to go back to New Jersey and sell computer printers or whatever he does for a living. Okay. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about their argument at the end of the show. Cause I'm oh, like, God. how can to talk about it? Okay. Me having anxiety for 20 minutes. It was wonderful. <laughs> oh my God. So, so she, it's interesting because Katie, Katie's arguments and Greg's arguments are like your side and my side, my side and your side, mm-hmm. whatever. Totally. I like, which is just really funny. So Katie sees it totally one way. He sees it totally the opposite way. And it was kind of in line with what we were talking about. And, you know, I, I was, I feel like Katie softened up near the end, but I don't know if that was just to like wrap it up or she like just didn't care anymore. I don't Dude, know. That if last she moment though. Believed it or not. <laughs> Greg's like, well, I wish the best for you. She's like, I wish the best for you. Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah! She, she does not. She does not, Greg. She, she does not wish does the best not. for you. But here's the thing. I will, I'm going to give Katie credit because I, but yeah, this shows she was reading Reddit because Reddit was just, everyone was just talking about Greg constantly. Um, I don't know about the acting practice thing. I don't know about, but I think he's just really bad at relationships for mm-hmm. sure. And one thing that I will uh, say is a, a tick mark in her, you know, on her column or whatever, is she said, well, you know, you're coming on this show. And this was the thing that always bothered me because it just didn't feel real. And it's just like, and even when she starts, uh, even when she starts coming at him with it and he, he 
fucking does that shit with his hair. And I was just like, stop doing, stop touching your hair. Stop doing, stop doing the nervous tick. (laughs) Oh my God. It's just so aggravating. And you know, she, she was like, uh, well, from what I hear, you're this like really confident ladies man in real life. And you come on the show and it's like, you're all shucks. I don't know how to act. I'm so insecure. Mm -hmm. And I a hundred percent believe that that could be the truth because he is a fuck boy. He is a great a fuck boy, which by, by his own, by his own, like admittance too. like, he, he was just like, I've, I've never had like a serious loving relationship, but also he's a handsome boy. So I'm sure he's, you know, fucked around with a lot of women. Uh, but right. he's, he's never had like an actual like human relationship because <laughs> human relationship. because he's like my dad died and now lady must fill whole. No, that's not how it works. Right, so bad. We- <laughs> like he was like, well, I didn't want it to be food or cigarettes, so I decided it would be women. Yeah, take up like, smoking Stop. next time. <laughs> um, just go eat a donut like yeah. a normal person. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that was just really hard to watch, and I can totally believe. That like the aw shuck stuff was an act because I never believed it for a second. I was like, mm-hmm. this guy is so fake. He's so See, fake. And, and again, and I, though, I, I don't I don't know because even even the line where he was just like, listen, I'm not Meryl Streep. I I think like maybe we didn't get the Greg that you would see in the real world out on like the Jersey Shore, but I I think. If you're the type of person, he went to what acting school in 2019. So for a year, he studied acting. Uh, I don't think that like that's enough to present like this and feel comfortable in front of a camera because I, I don't think the man's got an IMDb page. So I have one. Just saying. Anyway. Oh well. Just had to maybe, jump and maybe say that. Maybe you would be a little bit better than. But I can understand <laughs> the pressure of, uh, like just having all those cameras on you and being under a microscope and knowing that at some level you're being manipulated and then trying to cultivate a relationship when also you don't even know how to be in a normal relationship. I can see that causing someone to kind of retreat inward and it fucks with how you present yourself. And I think, was it, is it like, was it Ben Higgins or somebody? Someone's written about this where they talked about how like watching the show back they felt like they were in a weird like TV show where they were playing a version of themselves, but they weren't actually who they were. And I could see it being Ben Higgins. Yeah. Because he kind of had an odd uh, way about him that, and I feel like he got a lot more likable um, mm-hmm. after the show. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I could see, I could and see that. And it's also a show thing. too where, these producers, because they need they need drama, especially in a season like this where you're not going to get a lot of male infighting, which is something you can always count on on this show. You didn't really get as much as you would have needed. So they were trying to build villains out of nothing, just just shoving together sand to try and make sandcastles. And, you know, there's only so many things they can do, but there's so much bait that they throw out. And I think back to when, right before the initial like argument meltdown thing, when Greg is standing on the balcony and he sees Blake and Katie having their date and then he gets mopey because that's because obviously he he cannot mentally deal with the conceit of the show that she's dating a lot of people. But, you know, it, oh, what a coincidence that there happened to be a camera facing the balcony 
while Blake and Katie had a date in front of Greg's balcony. And then Greg stepped out on the balcony. Like, it's just like, clearly he was manipulated into walking out and seeing that shit because they know they're preying on your insecurities. And Greg, not only does he have insecurities, but he doesn't know how to deal with the structure of a show like this. He should not be here at all. The fact that he was here, like, Greg, you should have left week two. This is not for you. And it's it's like, the, you know, they're like sharks. They smell blood in the water and they just ate his ass. Now, normally this would be like, oh, I feel bad for Greg. But I don't because, again, he shouldn't be here and he's kind of a fucking doofus. So that's it, basically. Grow up, get some emotional maturity, take care of your shit, and don't go on reality shows, Greg. This is not for you. I really, I really do like that you and I have different takes on this because, yeah, yeah it and is. Unlike Greg and Katie, we respect each other. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> what a concept. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to read to you a little bit because I thought this was interesting. Um, so this is from uh, Vulture. The title is Katie and Greg's Bachelorette Finale Blowup was capital A acting. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is just a very well-written article. Uh, thank you, uh, Devin Ivey, for this well-written article. Okay. Shout out, Devin. Uh, a 2021 reimagining of the psychological classic Gaslight occurred on the <laughs> Bachelorette's Monday finale, where Katie Thurston and Greg Grippo took on the roles originated by Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer, respectively, <laughs> to tell each other just how much they were manipulated into an abyss of reality show insanity. As boiled over from last week's penultimate episode, Grippo, the show's strong frontrunner prior to his dramatic self-elimination, found himself having to defend his past on After the Final Rose from a nugget of intel that has since emerged about his personal life. He studied from 2017 to 2019 at the renowned William Esper Studio in New York City, which specializes in acting and the performing arts. During their After the Final Rose sit-down, Thurston angrily vocalized how she now believed Grippo's breakup monologue was something right out of the Royal Tampa Academy of Dramatic Tricks curriculum, or perhaps more accurately to her, Tobias's fire sale audition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm very happy, but that doesn't take away the anger that I had watching this back and seeing the way you treated me, da-da-da, and this was talked about the acting experience. It was pretty good until the end when you kind of fucked it up and ran away. Like, I think, here's here's the thing, like, Okay, as an actor, um, mm-hmm. actor, capital A. Actor, okay, I've got about <laughs> thirty years of experience under my belt. I'm, I'm no, you know, schlub here. I know what I'm talking about. I was the Virgin Mary when I was three years old in a nativity play, and I got in the newspaper, and I was like, I want to do this forever. I'm famous, and then I did, and I did it forever. And um, so, you know, it's like I don't know. I, I just. I do stuff and things and murder mysteries and improv shows and musicals and whatnot. And I do a lot of acting, but the thing is like, so that the thing that I'm having a hard time with Greg about, I guess, is that my favorite thing to do and maybe, and this is just like a personal, this is like a personal anecdote. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not extrapolating and saying this is the, this is how it is with every actor. Um, But for me, as an actor, I have a really hard time, like, talking to other actors when they're just talking, like, shop. And I call them, like, schmackty actors. And, you know, they're the people who are like, oh, I worked with so-and-so, and and now I got this, and this is going to go up here. And, oh, we got a strike for this, and I'm just going to throw out some stage lingo to show you that I know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, that's exhausting. I don't care. Like... Mm. I'm just going to go do my job and hopefully get paid to do it. 
and be on my merry way, you know, and I have other things in my life to talk about because I have a life outside of this. Um, but I also, my favorite thing to do in terms of like performance is doing shit like this, like podcasting, streaming, being myself and bringing Mm -hmm. my own perspective to things. But of course there is still that element of, yeah, I don't get nervous in front of a camera or nervous recording or anything Mm -hmm. like that because I've been doing it my whole fucking life. Um, but I also just, yeah, I don't know. It's like, if I was on a reality show, the, probably the thing that would be hardest is just like waiting for the cameras to go away. Cause I feel like I'd be hyper aware of like angles and things like that. And it's like, yeah. but you know, it's just like, you know, <laughs> it's just like, if you're watching a uh, salesman, you know, eventually <laughs> the cameras <laughs> just fade away. Right. And, and you, you kind of capture uh, people just kind of, relaxing and because otherwise yeah you're just going to be on edge the whole time Mm -hmm. and the so this my point is greg was on edge the whole time like he was just like constantly like a ball of nerves just always stressed out whereas we got to see a lot of the other men in the house as just like who they are like they started turning things into games and skits and they Mm -hmm. had fun with each other oh big thunder (laughs) foreboding um And, you know, they would turn and it's like that kind of makes everything else fall away. They had these real moments. They made these real connections with each other. And so I feel like you just got to see the real them more often and they became more comfortable in front of the camera. So Mm -hmm. perhaps as somebody who studied for a couple years and probably did something even in a more like intensive conservatory type of way than I've really done. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't really know what the program was like, but you know, it sometimes it's hard to get out of your head and be like, just do the thing that feels natural. And so maybe part of that was what brought up that, that nervous energy, but also that is like, you're being hyper aware of how you're being perceived and you're trying to control it in some way, but you're just not good at it and you're fucking it up. So I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle. (laughs) I think so. I think so. In no other facet of my life, am I a centrist, but really this is a situation where it's just like, God, it's, it's so frustrating to watch Yeah, because it's just like, it really not not that I mean I don't think if if Greg didn't do this I wouldn't be like a Greg guy because there's a lot of Greg guys out there and Greg ladies um, I'm not gonna stand Greg <laughs> but they're called they're called the gregarious bunch I think oh is what they're, no I'm just kidding I made that up <laughs> the gregarious <laughs> the thing is if if I if I like logged onto like our backslash gregarious bunch and it was real I would not be surprised you'd be like oh my god totally yeah but the point is here is like. It's it's just so frustrating to watch something like this this because it's just like no you guys there's no winner here it's just it's so and and the real the real loser here is Blake who probably should have left because my God after they have this big blow up where Katie is just like rah and they relitigate their entire fight without going anywhere and then. They're just like, okay, let's bring out your fiance, the very wonderful, happy Blake. And aren't you happy? And don't you guys love each other? <laughs> it was, it, it was nuts. It was something out of like a like a, a SNL sketch or something. Just <laughs> this, I'm extremely happy and not mad, and I love my fiance, and I don't care about my ex boyfriend at all. Like, 
And then it just comes out and you're like, oh boy, this is going to go really well. I'm yeah, so it's, happy. It was just so strange. Like, they're just like, yes, we are very happy together. Uh, I love being happy. Ha ha It's What's great. the future going to hold? Well, I don't really actually know about Divorce. any of that. Not sure. Not sure. Can't say for sure. But uh, I think it's going to be totally fine. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I would love for them, for it to work. Cause I am rooting for Katie. I, I would love for it to work, but I just don't think it's going to, I just don't see it. No. Yeah. And the whole, the whole proposal was weird. Right. And I, let me see. I think I took some notes on it. Let me just see. Um, cause he said, okay. Cause he started and he's just like, yeah, isn't it? A, it's weird. Right. Like they make this whole place look like a dream or a fairy tale or like, it's too good to be true. And then I was expecting him to be like, because it is. it is. And I don't feel that way. Okay, I'm going to go hang out with some moose. Goodbye. You know, and I was, yeah. so I was shocked when he kept going and he was just like, but yeah, I guess, you know, and, and then, yeah, like three or four times I thought he was going to say, like he was veering into that territory of, but I'm not that into you like that. And then he'd oh, be yeah. like, but that's why I love you. And I stayed and I was like, huh? And then he's like, and I pick you and will you marry me? And I was like, what? And like Katie seemed legitimately surprised, well, as did I. The line before the proposal was, "You, you deserve, you know, you deserve someone, blah 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 blah, and you deserve the world, and I can't give you that." Like that's the last thing that he said. But I, but you deserve more than that, and I can give and you that. I can psych. give you that. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Can we not do a psych in our proposal, baby, Blake? I don't, I don't know. so weird. Um, I, yeah, it was, it was not fun to watch at all. See, so I had like one of the worst proposals like to ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I was actually just talking to Tug about this before, before the episode. Cause like maybe we're talking about stuff, whatever. And and I told him, I was like, the bar is very low. See, that's great, right? I was like, you could do just about anything and it would be better than what I got the first time. So, <laughs> you know, and maybe I got really crude with it and I'm not going to share that on the podcast, but, you know, I, I was like, you could you could pretty much do anything. Just don't get all sweaty and weird in a restaurant and then get so freaked out that you can't even do it because that's what I experienced and it was, it was torture. <laughs> And I hated every minute of it. So I said, anything would be better than that. I'd prefer not in public uh, or at no. least, you know, like a little more isolated would be really nice. And he's like, okay. I'm like, just anyway, just put that in your back pocket. Just think about it. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, now I've got two. It's like, as long as it's not like that. And as long as it's not like Blake being like, you deserve more, but also I'm going to give you more. So you're in luck. Lady, oh, like, boom. What? yeah, here we are. We're doing yeah. it third place and first place. <laughs> I was like, Let's go. What the hell? <laughs> it's so weird. Um, so listen, though, maybe, um, I don't think this is going to be the case. I'm just being very uh optimistic. Maybe it's going to be like one of those, you know, Rachel and Brian situations, like where Brian is actually way greater than I think he is, mm. you know, or you know, and like maybe Blake is like that, where it's like, Oh wow, you have way more in common than I thought you did. Cause like they keep talking about how like, oh, we're the same, like, you know, versions of each other or whatever. Mm -hmm. But sometimes like uh same with same is just not good either. Yeah. And you know, certainly from a viewer's perspective, 
I, I, I'm not seeing it, but yeah, they're just know. like, oh, because vibrator and penis sculpture, so we're the same. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah, this is I like don't the, know if that's it, the same. It's so funny because I don't know. I, I just feel like this show has it has the potential to really tell some interesting, like just actual legitimate love stories that have these weird, compelling wrinkles because of the bizarro format that these people are kind of thrown together. But this is one of those situations where everything leading up to this was just so wild. But then you get to the end and and you realize like, oh my God, this is, it, it felt, it felt so sterile and formulaic. And it's just, I, I wanted a messier ending. I, I want, I want something real here. Like, and this just, everything about it is just artifice to me, which makes me sad. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's, it's not even necessarily a reflection. Cause I don't think like Blake is full of shit. I don't think that's Katie necessarily. They're just like playing by the rules and here we are. So here we go. My God, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm upset. <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, I just hate that we're ending this way because yeah, it just feels really disappointing. So yeah, I guess and what the, a season, what a fucking season! And there here was we a are. lot to love about the season. Okay, here's the bright spot though: Paradise is coming next week. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! No break, uh, just right into it. Tammy's going to be on Paradise. Mm. Thrilled, cannot wait. Love uh, her. My Two queen dead. will be there. Um. Oh, my Kenna. <laughs> Oh, my my queen and my actual queen, my Kenna. <laughs> Wait, who is your queen? <laughs> I didn't is McKenna gonna be on there? I didn't no, even know. No, I don't know. I uh, got excited. Queen Victoria. Oh, Queen Victoria. Well, yeah. Victoria yeah. is gonna be and on there. And she's just like, I'm a goddess now and my bra straps aren't showing. Cool. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I figured things out. Um oh wait, no, I don't want spoilers. I just want the cast. Abort, abort. Okay. Um, abort. Okay. Refinery29 has one. Every, Please tell one. me McKenna's going to be on there because I will just mark out right well, now. I will go here's, crazy. Here's here's the deal, though. Well, I thought you had heard the news. Apparently, Greg and McKenna were talking since before uh, the show. Greg of the Grippo variety? Greg of the Grippo variety. What? So you better protect McKenna. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. He's not ready for love. Yeah, I know. It's going to be bad. Neither but she. <laughs> here's what I'm excited about is Grocery Store Joe and Kendall being on the same season together. Oh, oh that's going to go well. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Oh, it's going to be such a mess. I love she's, it. She's going to gut him and stuff him. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't cross Kendall. I love Joe, but he can be kind of feckless. And Kendall definitely has more direction. So yeah. it'll be fun to see what she does to him. She's going to make him hurt. Um Mm-hmm. Aaron's going to be on the show. Love Aaron. Big fan. So excited. Oh my God. And there's, and during the teaser for Bachelor yeah. in Paradise, there's a part where he's like, I want respect. I'm like, there it is. There's the line. You love to hear it, folks. He said the thing. He said the thing I love. Um, I'm so excited for Aaron. Really, really excited. Um, and then Abigail's going to be on the show. We all, we love to Abigail. She's mm-hmm. so sweet. That's going to be great. Um, and then Brendan, divorced dude, is going to be on the show, and I don't care. Um, anyway, whatever. Uh, Connor's going to be on the show, and we already saw a spoiler that was like, that was like, um, oh, uh, you know, uh, Katie was wrong. Connor's a good catcher, so we'll see about that. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Deandra. I don't remember Deandra. She was on Peter's season. Oh, hmm. she got she got home sent home week four. That's why. We oh, don't that's know why I don't her. remember. Yeah. Um, Ivan's going to be on the show. Loved Ivan. Ivan was great. 
I'll be interested to see him on Paradise because I never pictured him as a Paradise guy. Mm -hmm. He's so like, I don't know, responsible. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he just, Ivan, I feel like out of so many of the men who've been on the show, I feel like he had his life almost the most together out of almost anyone. And so I'm just super interested to see what that looks like. Maybe he just like really lets loose. We don't know. Um, James Fox guy is going to be on the show because of course, I mean- we, I mean, it makes sense, but whatever. Jasenia uh, is going to be on the show. I liked Jasenia. Um, she got a little messy, but I still liked her. So we'll see. Because um, there was that two-on-one de- date and all that. That was like a whole. Oh lot. yeah. Um, Carl's going to be on the show. Blah. Hot Carl. Oh my god, Kelsey, uh, the Iowa person, is going to be on the show with oh, the champagne boy. and all that. Um, and. One of my all-time favorites, boy band Kenny, is going to be on the show. So I thrilled. saw him during the thing, like, make it out with a chick. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, Sammy's going to love this. She got boy band Kenny and Joe on the same season. Yeah, boy band Kenny, Joe, Aaron, and Trey, right? I think so. Trey's. Oh, my God. And wasn't Dem- Demi's on there, too, right? I think Demi, too. So Because I see. saw, in, in again, in the previews, she just, like, pops up. She's like, I'm going to steal everybody's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is fun. Um, uh, yeah, I want I want the return of villainous Demi. Not this, like, sanitized, like, I'm a host type thing. No. Yeah, no. no I like it when she's, I like it when she's messy. She's fun that way. Um, Mari's going to be on the show. Let's see. Uh, Marissa. Oh, night one, Elimini on Peter's season. I don't remember her at huh. all. Uh, let's see. Oh, Natasha. I liked Natasha a lot. Mm-hmm. I felt like Natasha didn't get enough screen time, so I'm excited for that. Um, Noah. Ugh, whatever. I didn't really like Noah at all. He was that. <laughs> he uh, he just was. He's like such a kid. Ugh, whatever. Um, Serena, Serena's going to be on the show, Serena C and again, uh, messy, but I'm here for it. Also Serena P both Serena's will be on the show. I like Serena P more, but it's paradise. I want everybody to be as messy as humanly possible. Like give me the messiest. That's all I need. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Tajwan. Wasn't she, did, did she do paradise before or no? She was on Colton season. No, she, she didn't do paradise before. Did she? No, I don't think so. Okay. So that's quite a throwback. Um, and then Tammy, like I said, very excited about that. And Trey. Um, and then Victoria Paul. Um, and that, oh yeah, she was the, oh, I remember. She's the one that had that pageant feud. This mm-hmm. isn't Queen Victoria. This is other pageant other Victoria. Keep yeah. up, yeah. The lesser um, Victoria. Uh, Chelsea's going to be on the show. I always thought Chelsea was cool. So I'm excited to see her on Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Park, Dr. Joe, I kind of remember him. Um, he didn't get a ton of airtime. And then Demi and Yes. And then Damar. What season was he on? Oh yeah, he was on he was on Claire's season. Yep. How far he didn't make it that far because he he stayed with Tasha. Did he make it that far? I can't remember. I don't think he made it that far. No. I know I know who he is, but I don't think he made it that far. I'm okay. sad because this this is sounding like McKenna's not on there. Well, this there's it's still going. Oh, so here's God. here's Queen Victoria. Okay. Oh wait, just kidding. She's the last one on the list. But this is for now, you know, because mm-hmm. you never know. Sometimes surprise oh. people come on. But this people is like always quite the cast. This is like a big cast this year. Plus, we're gonna have like who like David Spade and like <laughs> Lil John and yeah. like who else? 
once again proving this is all just like a slap in the face for Chris Harrison, which I am all about. Proving, yeah. as we have theorized over the years, that he is completely useless and the most replaceable human being alive. And proving that by replacing him with David Spade and Little John is about as big as a flex as you can do on this show. So yeah. that's like the one thing I'm going to be like high five to the producers for because, oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's funny because I didn't even, did I even say Kendall? I didn't say Kendall. I know she's going to be on the show because we saw it in the previews, mm-hmm. but she's not even on this list, I'm realizing. So there you go. She must be a, yeah, she just kind of jumps in late then. She comes in later. So, hey, you know, Mike Kenna might come on. You n- you never know. Oh, there we need that Mike Kenna. Last minute surprises, you know. She's perfect for paradise. Uh, she's an Instagram influencer who loves a big floppy beach hat. And let me tell you, does anybody in the game cry harder than my Kenna? Absolutely not. She's ready to cry at the dop- drop of a hat. We she's probably do- going to see like a crab that like rolled over on its back and just break into, just bust out in tears. We do need a crier because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like as soon as Ashley, I got happy. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Not fun anymore. Go I need back drunks, to drama queens and criers. Load them up on my beach. That's what I need for That's, paradise. Yeah, that is the best. Like, and, and I mean, good for Ashley. I'm happy she's happy. But oh, my God. Do you remember when her sister came on the show, too? And then both of them cr- were crying. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. Like. What is this mess? Oh, it was, it was, wow. It was a lot. I love mess. Uh, all right. Well, see there. So that's a lot to be excited about. I am very excited about it. Um, I am still trying to get through Bachelor Nation. So hopefully I'll have like a special edition to record at some point. Um, I have no excuse except for I live in like three different places at the same time right now. So that's my excuse. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> when we have to figure out food because <laughs> we have no food in this house. So we're going to go do that. And uh, until then, until next week, when we get to talk oh about gosh. paradise, so exciting. No break. Love it. Love it. Take care of yourself and others. Be safe. Be well. If there's a big storm, don't go outside to look at it. Just stay indoors. Okay. Yeah. And don't do needle drugs. <laughs> it's a delay. delay for the outro music. <laughs> an uncomfortable silence like most of this season. (laughs) Oh my god.